Our friends at DNCO have styles exclusively in sizes 10 to 32. They're all about helping women find their personal style. If you're plus, you know it's not always easy to find clothes you love. DNCO is all about solving that with a great shop and personal styling service dedicated to the plus community. They have hundreds of brands you love, like Mainwell, Third Love, and Eloquate. Use our code SWIPEFAT for 30% off your order. Head to dia.com slash SWIPEFAT to get shopping. Hi, I'm Alex. And I'm Nikki. Welcome to Swipe Fat. Where dating's hard. But dating when you're fat is even harder. I am uber pumped for our guest today. I don't know about you, Nikki. Who is it? It is Lily of Date Brazen. She's an intersectional feminist dating coach um, that we started seeing on TikTok. She blew up. Blew up, yeah. Um, But her stuff is so good. Mm -hmm. So I'm like super glad she blew up and that it was like being served to us because um, she was dropping a lot of bombs um, about dating app like detoxes and um how dating apps are scams yeah that was the one we saw first it was how dating apps are scams um you know I don't know if everyone's seen that stitch that's been going around but it's like what's a scam you know like Mm -hmm. in the world and hers was dating apps and I was like hooked hook line sinker Mm -hmm. (laughs) here I am um but yeah she um is a dating coach like we said and um she talks a lot about how like to make dating feel like self-care which um immediately my brain was like idk how that's even possible um she does coaching experiences to reset your dating life um and she also has a podcast where she gives um actionable advice has interviews with experts so we're super excited to have lily on today hi lily Hi, <laughs> how are y'all doing? Good. We're talking Good. about trolls right now. <laughs> Did you do your dating life update right before this or was that a different? No, we were just talking about trolls. She posted a tiki TikTok and all of these people are like copying and pasting how the tiki bar sucks and they know so many better ones. I just think that like somehow I got on a Reddit page because I like that it has to be. I'm everyone's like copying, pasting the same thing. This place has been open a week. They're all like, this place sucks. I'm like, how would you know? <laughs> That's a bummer. Yeah. I don't, it's like, who cares? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. I just, it drives me crazy. TikTok is so toxic. I <laughs> literally don't. It's so bad. Uh, like it drives me crazy. And like, why do I care? Why do I care? But it's like all these people just talk to you. Like you're not a person. I feel like Instagram, they talk to you like you're a person. I think so. Not on mine. You're on male TikTok. So you're obviously- Oh no, 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 male Insta. My TikTok's female. Sorry, sorry. You're male Insta. Like they're all, that's a different, you're like just a toy. (laughs) But on TikTok, I feel like they're kind of like, there's no person here. So I'll just say whatever I want. She's like, anyway, yes. sorry. Hi. <laughs> no, Welcome. this has been a, no, I'm so glad to meet y'all. You're amazing. <laughs> I know. Hi, I I'm Alex. Your work. <laughs> I'm Lily. Nice to meet y'all. Nice to meet you. Hi. Oh I'm God. so glad. Um, I wrote Swipe Fat Down in January as like a podcast that I wanted to be on this year. Uh-huh. What? Wild. And uh, then the TikTok blew up and y'all reached out to me and I was just like, this is so nice. <laughs> I love that. It's all my manifestation. It's beautiful. And I get, I've started, you know, in the last three, I hadn't been on a bigger platform until like 
three weeks ago because mm -hmm. we went from like 3,500 to now almost 60K. Um, and I've been doing this work for five years. So like it's been the same, but never at the point that I had haters or like, and I had to learn very quickly that I can't watch stitches. I can't yeah. like, if it's good, then it's great. But if it's bad, then it just really bums me out. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I wonder how, like, I'm sure y'all have had to come up with so many boundaries for yourselves. No, I'm not gonna know. <laughs> well, I think in the B, well, okay. So we had like a few um, articles that we wrote and like, cause we were like on that TV Dating show thing show. that we, yeah. And um, on a thing. Yeah. But we, the cool part of it was that we got to write some articles for like HuffPost and stuff like cool. that. That was, that was the, probably the most toxic thing that we've had to deal with. Um, oh, okay. A lot of bad comments. So it was sort of like, <laughs> I remember being like, don't read it. Nikki and I read like, every single I'm going to read them all. <laughs> oh no, Nikki. I did. I did. I did. Also, um, there's a girl who has done a YouTube video about us. Uh, that's been fun too. Yeah. What is that about? Do you know about what I'm talking about? How much she hates fat people. Oh, cute. Uh huh. Yeah, it's a, it's like breaking down our podcast, and then she like talks after we talk, <laughs> takes things out of context, and like says why we're just like fat and gross. And uh -huh. okay. yeah, it's really healthy. And um, she does it to she, TikTokers she, too. Yeah, it's all the time. <laughs> she's in a good place in her life <laughs> yeah uh i'm so sorry that's okay that's okay this is <laughs> this is very different and i had a woman again three weeks ago did not have this three <laughs> weeks later have been there's a woman a young woman 24 who has her own profile and she screenshotted my website and did a video on how i'm a scam oh. because i charge what i charge for my program which has like an in-person luxury retreat involved in new york city and like there was no it was just like how dare she charge this and did a whole video about how i'm a scam and now I have people commenting under my videos saying like, but you charge for your program. Isn't, aren't you hypocritical that you're like charging money for it? And like, every time I read something and like people, she has 20,000 followers. So it's just like a few people who are, yeah. but it's still every time it's like, fuck, you know, like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm a fraud, even though I've been doing this for five years and like, I love what I do and I'm good at it. Yeah. Yeah. What are your thoughts on blocking and deleting and that stuff? Mm, I just don't think it's worth it. I mean, I, yeah. Nikki does on Instagram. On Instagram, I block like it's my day job. Great. Um, just for my, like, uh, yeah. if my reel's like not doing well and people want to argue below it, I'll let that happen. But like, <laughs> um, but like after a while, like if I see it, like I'll keep going or like my, my DMs, I don't even read those. I just block like the requested, like the hidden request. I just block all those. Okay. For my own. Cool. I've seen enough dicks to last a lifetime. So. Oh, Nikki, I'm sorry. It's okay. It's, it's intense. intense. I feel like it would be fine if they were good, but they're not, you know? Like, no, they're not good. We're showing, if you were showing me some good dick, then I'd be like chill. But usually it's like these like flaccid dicks that you're like, why do I want to see? Sorry, Lilia, you're getting like just dumped on right now. 
<laughs> like I meaning... feel like I'm joining. I don't feel <laughs> okay. like I'm being dumb. Okay, I feel, I feel like I'm joining you. <laughs> okay, good. No, I, okay. So in talking about, okay, listen to the latest episode before just to like catch up on the gals, yeah. what's happening in the, in the, in your lives, you know, and I, you were talking about pe- pictures that the foot picture that you were asked to send. You were asked Alex. to send pictures, Alex. I was? But, yeah, feet pics. They asked if you would send of them the first shoes. Bumblefoot guy that, yeah. And he got argumentative and it was hard for you. It was hard. It would be hard for anybody, but Tina. If, this was back in the, the spring. I remember he he was into feet and I was like, you kept talking to him. You're like, yeah, that's a kink. And then he wanted to send you really shitty shoes. Yeah. No, that was a different guy. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't even have good feet, so I don't know how this is a thing. But <laughs> but anyway, I thought about the time that this guy, because I didn't do much, like, I, I did some dating. But anyway, this guy asked for, he sent me a dick pic because we were having phone sex. And it was fine. It was fun. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and he sent me a dick pic, which was consensual. And that was fun and fine. And I was like, oh. And then I he asked for a, a pic of me. And I didn't know what to do because I was very, I was sort of, I had sex for the first time at 24, 25. Like I was very like sort of dough in the wood, didn't know. And so I just sent him a picture of my full bush with like nothing else. And like, I didn't know. I thought that's what, what I'm deceased. What did he say? I think, (laughs) I think he said nothing. And then we progressed to a phone call in which he came oh. immediately and my vibrator died. So then I pretended to come. It was a whole thing. But I thought if that, if the opportunity presents itself to tell that story, I feel like I want to share. Oh my God. <laughs> Such a good like, story. Uh, we, that's the best. We haven't, I feel like we, so we didn't even do, we didn't even start really. It's, we did start. We're, we're in it. We're in it. Are we in it? I know that we're recording now, so. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think if you're cool with use that it. There, we use it. We're in it oh man oh my god I can't my like my friend actually sends like she's okay I know I'm not supposed to send like photos of my face and stuff but I I do I definitely do that I do that it's a problem well you're public people y'all it's with someone that I trust though so I don't it doesn't matter to me so like I know he won't do anything with it um but the my one friend she won't send any face right she's but she does not like She's like, I will show my straight vagina. I do not care. And I was like, that's great for you. I, there is no way in hell I, anyone is going to see that before we decide to do it together. I like, But I am really proud of you. For sending that? I mean, you went oh, for it. Was- it was very courageous. Yes, yeah. it was very courageous. And I, I wanted to like fully, you know, I think that desperate desire to just as a person who like quote late bloomer I don't love that term but um I like what what are we going to use instead like somebody who comes a little bit later to the party but who is having a good time before it she she's had a good time before she's coming a little bit like past 10 maybe the party started at seven Mm -hmm. but she had a great time at home eating pizza wait we're fashionably late fashionably Ooh, late I like okay that. I like that when we arrive everybody takes notice you know what I'm yes. saying so yeah but I just desperately wanted to be like sexual I think this desire to like 
be seen and to be, um, you know, attract, feel attractive, feel like I'm receiving attraction from somebody else, like that attention aspect. Like I grew up believing that I was too much mm -hmm. and so scared. And as a midsize um, woman, I've been midsize since I was in high school and um, like 12, 14. And I always felt like men were looking me up and down with like, you think that you're cute. I, even if that was just a story in my head, that's how I felt until yeah. mid twenties. And so I desperately wanted him, this guy to like, think that I was hot. Yeah. He ended up ghosting me. Mm. Of course he did. You know, it was, it was, you know, a learning. Did you actually have sex in person? I wanted to. Yeah, but no. But he goes, like, I was, I've told this story on another podcast before. And after I did, I was like, holy shit, I can't believe I told that story. But on my podcast, I share a lot about my dating history. Um, so it's fine. But I was like ready to have sex. I grew up religious. So I, I, I was going to wait until marriage, you know, and my high school boyfriend was going to be a pastor and I was going to be a pastor as well. And now I'm like, you know, fuck, 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 fuck all that. Um, so I was cute 24 year olds feeling like I'm ready to get it in. He pitched me on the first date that he was a dom looking for a sub. And I told him, yeah, I've never had sex before, so I don't know that I'm ready for that. And he was like, okay, okay, okay. We kept texting. It was really sexy. Then I went home and made a pro con list. I did all the internet deep dives. I was like, what I'm willing to do some light slapping, but not, not, you know, anything beyond that, you know, like I made a whole list and then I prepared and then we had phone sex. And then I, and then he goes to me and I was mm. like, wet. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, yeah. I was like ready, you know, I was like, Can I do that? but then with well, the turning point for me, cause I was obsessed in my head about he ghosted was I took a ballet class on the Upper East Side. I lived See? in Queens. It was very fancy. I was with like four 70 year olds oh. and uh, I took a train from Astoria, Queens to the Upper East Side. And I remember looking at my beautiful body in the mirror, in my leotard bigger than everybody else in the room and moving my body gracefully and like thinking like you're so beautiful lily like you deserve what you want and then i was able to fully release that thought that he was anything that i needed to pursue or anything that i was regretting and like then i moved on with my life that's great that's beautiful okay can you teach us all to do that yeah. now <laughs> 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 we what do you want to talk about? We both recently got rejected. So, you know, we're having Sorry. a hard time. It's okay. It's okay. They don't like our job. It's I fine. think that it's weird that this always happens to Nikki and I, where we have similar-ish situations happen to us at the same time. And I don't know if that this is the universe just like fucking with us. Um, but it's so weird, right? Like Nikki, it's yeah. so odd. So last weekend <laughs> I had a man uh find my Instagram and tell me after he found me on there after we've been talking for a while that he loves my energy loves like everything about me but we're incompatible now okay and Alex, it's basically the same thing I got uh it was a <laughs> he messaged me after we decided we were gonna meet for a date and he was like I need to be straightforward um I just don't think like we're lining up um I think you're badass and like what you do is really great. And you give like people really, you like, obviously you're helping people with their mental health and confidence and like super dig the podcast. Um, it just doesn't line up with me. 
And so basically, I I've done deep dive research into what you do, who you are, what you say, and I've said, like, fuck him. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I know. I'm so sorry. So it was fuck both of them. I, I just think I never, I don't put it in my profile and I haven't for this reason, because before this I was, I did influencing and it always weirds it. Like I've gone on dates with guys and they get weird about it. Um, Cause I don't think men truly understand that how this can be a job that is a job like you work mm -hmm. nine to five just like anybody else mm -hmm. um that you can separate your life from social media like it's possibility and mm -hmm. I just don't I think it's really hard for men to understand that mm. hetero like cis, cis. white men <laughs> specifically yeah <clears throat> in my opinion yeah Wow. But enough a... about us. Yeah. Okay. Hey, enough Lily. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> I'm so glad to be here. Well, that let's not shift gears. I like we're in a great gear right here. I feel because I think that this idea of visibility and like being a woman who is visible in the public eye. I've heard that from like literal celebrities who are like, I have a really hard time dating because people have all these assumptions about me and i think that the patriarchy is very much alive and well in uh, men's conceptions of what women are and are not allowed to do to be desirable yeah i think that's true too i also think well <clears throat> i had a little bit of a red flag because he he said something i told him that i like was having a housewarming and yeah. i mentioned that i own my place and he he was like congrats well, thank you he was like oh i'm like i'm leasing right like but i'm renting but i'm gonna be like probably own next year i was like uh, like this isn't a competition i and it's okay that you don't like i don't care yeah so obviously there's insecurities there um obviously i just it's just always wild to me that this is like a recurring thing that i feel like we have to deal with mm. And by we, I mean me. <laughs> it's a recurring thing I have to do. Sure. With. Is there this like desire to, to like, this is such a bummer. I want to be over this by now. Is that a vibe in the room for you? Yeah. Tell me about that. Like be over. Be, oh, be over him. Be over this like disappointment. Like, let's just get like move through it. This has happened so many times. Like, is that. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, it's more of a like, I think the frustrating part for me with this stuff is sort of like, there's already so many hurdles. It's just like, how do we, why do we have to add one more to the list, right? Like where I'm older, I'm 37, um, I'm fat, I and now people don't like me because I have a job that like somehow makes me in the public eye. Okay, so like that's three things that other people don't have to deal with that I do. It just like, that's, I think where I come from, like a place of like this, this just sucks. And I want it to be over from that perspective. Sort of like, it would be so mm -hmm. much easier if I were X, Y, and Z. I think that's where sure. I usually like. Yeah, we've decided we're undateable <laughs> at the moment. Okay, so at I've heard you say this. At least in our text chain, we're undateable right now. 
Well, we'll be I'm... capable tomorrow, but right now, in <laughs> yeah, this it's, moment, it's really raw. It's really raw. I hear and you. The problem yeah. is that it usually happens to both of us at the same time, mm-hmm. and then I think we just like depression pile on each other. Yeah. <laughs> well, you get you get your period at the same time. Like it's yeah. very normal and natural. Like the waves of the universe are are sort of coming at you at the same time, which is very overwhelming. It's sort of like Brene Brown talking about how she and her husband like when she's coming home from a big work trip and he's been with the kids all weekend and they both are doing shittily and they both expect each other to like lift each other up but they're like no 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 no. we both are exhausted you know so they come to the table and this is she recommended like people friendships whatever like come to the table and say i'm at 20 percent where are you Mm. and then have a plan as a friendship couple or a romantic couple or whatever nikki we need to do that we should do that. We should do that. Yeah, that that might be that that would be smart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've smart. been I I was listening. I'm in Brooklyn. Okay, so I'm like walking, listening to your podcast, listening to you both talk about because I've heard in the first episode, Alex, I heard you say the three things, right? Like you were 35 and you felt you were like I'm fat, I'm old, like all these things, mm-hmm. and I'm. I'm like screaming at this point, listening. I'm like, no, no, um, uh, because I, I I hear this and I think self-compassion says, of course, I am having a hard time right now. Mm-hmm. Self-compassion doesn't say like, let's get over it by an, like, let's get over it. Let be like fun, girly thing. It's like, no, this yeah. is deeply hard. There are trauma wounds here. There's like rejection is super painful. There are survival stories that have like kept you safe and you've been working against the survival stories, like put yourself out there and then unsafe shit happens. So like what of, so self-compassion I think first says like, I'm not trying to change you. Mm -hmm. Of course you're having a hard time. It's really hard to be here right now. Mm -hmm. That's so nice. How does that feel to hear in your body when you hear that? Yeah, good. That feels nice. Yeah, I don't think like I like I sit with things. Well, I do like I like to be alone in my thoughts, but then I like to be over it. Yeah, I guess you know. But you, it, sure. it takes you a little bit to get over it. Yeah, for sure. But yeah. I want to be like I need to sit alone with like my thoughts, like before I like it all happened last night. But I didn't tell Nikki till this morning. Mm-hmm. Like I need to like be alone and like think about what I actually think about it before I like tell anybody else because I don't absolutely want anyone else to inform their opinions or like a lot of times like I did tell one friend and you know and bless her like I you know she's just trying to help but she's like well fuck him and I'm like okay well that's not like the headspace I'm in right now like I'm like sad um yeah uh, you know I'm sort of like depressed and yeah tomorrow I'll be like fuck him but like today no yeah yeah it's a grieving process yeah it definitely because you go through like the full stages of like yeah right now I'm in anger sure probably tomorrow denial and there's also (laughs) research to I couldn't tell you the study I could bring it up if we want for the show notes but there's research to support that the grieving process is not linear that it's actually really like a zigzag line that goes up and down and all around and it's not this having the expectation that like okay I'm going to move through these steps and then I'm going to be over it it's like that's not real life no and it sounds like I think one of the skills that I think really changed my love life completely um, and now gets to change the lives of my clients is the skill of self-compassion. And one of the things that 
I've said to my clients now again and again that I got from a coach of mine, Simone Soul, is this idea of I am willing to feel anything to be with you. Mm-hmm. That that idea of like you're sitting with Nikki on the couch and she's going through a hard time and you're like, I'm going to sit here as long as you need me to. I'm going to be here with you and you're going to feel this shit and I don't need to change you. I'm just here to sit here and hold your hand and like listen that's the kind of energy that you get to give yourself to. And I think that that pushing away the hard shit because it feels like feeling it valid. It may be a story that I've heard a lot is like feeling it validates that it exists and it's only going to happen. And I'm so going to push it away and like, I'm just going to push through. Mm-hmm. And I think that what actually works to heal it is like, I'm willing to feel anything to be with you for yourself, like having your own back that fiercely. Yeah. yeah, it's so much easier to do it for somebody else, though. Yes, <laughs> of course it is. We were not programmed to like have our own back or to trust our feelings or to trust ourselves. Like we were programmed to move through the shit so we can make babies and like make money. Yeah, and so that's why this this work can be um, really um, counterintuitive feeling because it's like I just want to move through and like move over it, like get over it. But like feeling your way through it is actually going to get you. Th- through it you know what I'm saying well does that go along with your like your theory of like dating can be self-care because I know you have the journaling guide to self-care and dating um does that like self-compassion go along with that a hundred thousand percent okay so you can this is a three-step guide it's free it's a journaling guide it's on my website datebrazen.com so there are three pillars of dating is self-care there's self-compassion which is like in the journaling guide, I prompt like, how do you write yourself a self-compassion letter, right? Like I'm feeling really shitty. What do you write to yourself in that moment? Like, of course I'm feeling bad. I was socialized to believe this about myself. I am so sorry. There are three pillars. Just, can we get geeky for a second? Dr. Sure. Kristen Neff. <laughs> Dr. Kristen Neff has outlined three pillars of self-compassion. Number one, kindness over judgment. So like self-kindness, like not judging yourself for going through a hard fucking time in your dating life. Number two, mindfulness over over identification. So saying, oh, wow, my brain is having a really intense thought right now about my worthiness or about what's going to happen in the future. That's a thought, not a fact versus over identification. Like that thought is true. Mm-hmm. And then the third Just pillar being of self- dateable is just a thought, not a fact. Uh-huh. Got yes, it, ma'am. I'm yes. Learning. I'm glad that we're there now. You said it, not me. Okay. So then the third pillar of self-compassion, third and final, is common humanity over isolation. And this is one of the reasons why your podcast is changing lives, because you're bringing common humanity to women and people who generally in their dating lives would feel isolated as fuck. Yeah common humanity over isolation, it sounds also like I'm not alone. Like I'm not the only person who's struggling. You know, I think that uh, that people have felt undateable for a lot of reasons. Like dating is super fucking hard for women of color. We There's research yeah. to show that it's like harder for them than it is for white women in a lot yeah. of ways. There's research to show that obviously women who are fat or like bigger, like have a harder time than women who are straight size. So like there's common humanity in this as well. You're yeah. not alone. And so that's self-compassion in a nutshell. So that's one of the pillars. Another pillar is bragging. Yeah, I did see a TikTok you made about that. And I my I was like, mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, tell me more. What did that bring up for you? Yeah, it definitely brought up a lot. I mean, honestly, I think too, like even with like work stuff, like I never bring it up because it's weird um, because of like how we. I do though, because I'm most confident talking about work. And I'm like, to me, I'm like, it's almost like the, it is an interesting part about me, but it's not my whole thing. Right. And I, but I don't like talking about it because it feels braggy. And then I feel like this is me in my own head, but like men don't like women who brag. There it is. Yeah. There it is. Right. Like, I I think they want to be more successful. They want. So if I'm like saying all this stuff about how, like I own my own place and I have a podcast and a business like they're not I like skim over it really fast so Alex I want to propose to you that you bragging and we're going to get into what bragging means because I I think there's no this was going to be a therapy session (laughs) but I'm in for it well, I will say uh, I'm not a licensed therapist. I do recommend that everybody I work with works with a licensed therapist. So like, you're a coach. I'm, gonna put you're that. A coach. You're a I'm a coach. I'm a coach. I'm a coach. Yes. Okay. So I do think we need to define what bragging means because there is nuance in bragging. Okay. And I do think that Alex, I'm going to pitch to you and I want you to feel out how this feels Okay. that you like owning your the fullness of your humanity, which also includes your successes, actually qualifies the right people and disqualifies the wrong ones. Right. I, so, I yeah, I understand that in theory. It's in practice that's hard because it's like when everyone's yesterday when my friend was like, "Well, fuck them if they can't handle like your career, then they're not like good enough for you." And it's like, yes, I, I hear you. But I also am like still annoyed that they didn't want to meet me. Like, why? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like we never even met. So, like, how did you just decide that you don't want to like know me? That's so mean. Yeah. Same with Nikki. Like, it's just like you literally have zero context. Right. Like who we are as people. And that and again, self-compassion says like, of course this fucking sucks and we're going to feel these hard feelings. And this is really sad both. And like, I fundamentally don't think you can say the wrong thing to the right person. Right. And that includes your podcast. Yeah. Like for example, I'm going to give you an example of my partner, Chris and I, I am such a nerd for Gilmore girls. My favorite show. (laughs) Nikki, Nikki. Okay. I've been to Gilmore girls fan fest in Kent, Connecticut twice. Wow. I wore a costume that I made myself from the Michaels the night before of Lorelai's All Me Special Alone Place from season oh, five. Oh, okay. You're, yeah, spe- we're, you're we're like going... speaking Nikki's language right now. You craft. You craft? I, craft. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I made a wanna... team gesture and I messed up the E, but yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, are you guys going to get married now? No, she has a partner. She was telling us about how great he is. We don't know if she's Polly or not. He was about to go into that. I am monogamous. That has been established from a failed attempt at polyamory um, with somebody else. Yeah. Um, so uh, I went to Gilmore Girls Fan Fest right before I started dating Chris. So Chris and I had met and I knew he was like watching all my Instagram stories And he was like watching my life. I was watching his life, you know, that early stage of like figuring somebody out. 
And I had a moment at Gilmore Girls Fan Fest because I knew he was not a nerdy guy. Like he was like not not into Gilmore Girls, not into a Comic-Con vibe, not into that. So I knew that I had this crush on this man. I knew that I was at Gilmore Girls Fan Fest and I knew that I was going to nerd out super hard publicly. And that that meant that I was like, I had maybe 800 Instagram followers. I was treating myself like I was a fucking influencer with 150,000 people watching me. I was, every moment was video capture. And he said later, like, that was really intense. And I got to know this really intense side of you. And it was cool. Like, I watched every video. It was really intense. I didn't understand most of it. You're a weirdo and you're really cool too. Yeah. So I think this idea of like, you can't say the wrong thing to the right person also applies to how you express yourself in the world. And that your success and your, um, your level of visibility, it might be weird for somebody like, oh, I'm not visible, you are, oh, what's that like? And the right person will be fucking curious about your life. Yeah. You know, and and they disqualified that you you shared that you own your home and he disqualified himself from your dating pool. And I think the next phase of the work is you trusting your body. Yeah. And trusting when somebody says something that's like, "Ooh, you just disqualified yourself, like believing that, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, I think, mom, we talk about this on the podcast a lot. I feel like. I do, I know I do this and I know a ton of people do this too. It's like, sometimes I do feel like I get like tiny red flags. If I get like a little one, I'm like, okay, I'm going to like, let it go because it's like, it's a very small one, like not even a red flag. It's like, it's orange and, or yellow, whatever, like what's slow (laughs) Um, because there's so few people that I feel like I have the opportunity to go out with and I this is just because mainly I'm dating on social media like on apps right like I feel like there's less um it just feels like the pool is shallow so if there's like someone with like a yellow flag I'm like okay but maybe they it was a bad day or whatever and I'll let it go um I just think there's like more I think as a as a group unit fat women let things go a lot more mm-hmm. than other people do because we feel like the pool is shallow and that's me being very general but I know I do it so I mean I've done it I'll let a man try to force me onto a scale and I still dated him so sorry that's hard stuff <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah we're over it oh no I just brought it up. <laughs> do you know want me to ask you a follow-up question about it Is that, do you sure. do you how do you feel about it it's it was fucked up it was so fucked up and I'm I was more mad at for a long time I was more mad at myself that I let it uh I stayed with him after it happens um but now I'm just mad that it happens not mad at myself if that makes any sense that makes total sense mm-hmm. that makes total sense I mean I I have not not something exactly like that that's that's super fucking hard and terrible um and I have moments in my past in my relationship past where I was like what why I was in Paris with a man that I was in love with and it was our first day in Paris and he asks he tells me that he can't be in a monogamous relationship which was our established like 
from the beginning thing. He tells me in Paris that like it's open relationship or nothing. And you know that I don't want that. And this is our first day in Paris. And I stay with him for another nine months. Yeah. Yeah. We all look back and we're like, well, why did we let that happen? Like, yeah. I think a lot of times and we learn from it. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that it it it's painful to fucking grow and learn what we are and are not going to accept based on like the experiences that are so painful that we learn from. That's hard. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's a perfectionistic fantasy to say that we all like are just arrived and like should have this self-concept that is completely bulletproof and that should we shouldn't be hurt by this shit. Like that's perfectionistic and is a form of the patriarchy you know like that we should be fully formed by now no we're all messy and imperfect and figuring it out together so let's get back to bragging is that okay yeah please let's let's get back to bragging how do we brag properly okay bragging bragging okay so i grew up in the deep south where i saw that a woman's worth was deeply tied to her romantic relationship status like a coupled woman was like more valuable than a single woman and i thought that was fucked up right that i don't want that and that I organized my belonging around my ability to catch a dick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I went to college with this like weird both and thing happening of like, oh, God, I hate this narrative, but I'm sort of bought into it. I was in a sorority for two years, would not recommend. I uh, And I saw this like everybody celebrated a woman when she got engaged so much more than when she had any other accomplishment. And so after so many engagements, I kind of felt vomit vomititious. And I was like, let's change this. Let's create a a bragging celebration for women to stand up and talk about their accomplishments. I was told to sit down, to shut up that bragging was not that, that professional accomplishments were in no way as important as marriage, all that fucked up shit. So that's where my fire for bragging was born and why I'm so passionate about helping women and people claim their bragging. Bragging the brazen way is not cocky. It is not sucking the air out of the room. It's not saying I'm so much more important than you or anybody else. It is an acknowledgement that you are fucking awesome and that the person across the table from you is fucking awesome too. So in that way, I think of bragging is like breath. Like when you add breath to the conversation, when you own your accomplishments, like, yeah, I own my house. What are you excited about? What are you proud of? What are you planning for? Oh my God, well, I just ran a marathon or I just like got a promotion at work or I just like in those conversations, like with the right people, bragging can be a both and like experience. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So you're saying like, like an let's say I'm having like an actual conversation with someone and I bring up in conversation that you know I just like bought my place right um mine was in context of like I just had a housewarming because I bought my place like would your recommendation be like then to be like so what's something how would you continue the conversation so that you feel like you're not that you're bragging but how do I like make it so that we're both bragging is that kind of like the concept sure that is part of the concept both and i think in the right conversation you bringing up i just had a housewarming because i fucking bought a house is not a deal breaker like you don't have to then do anything to make to like offset that do you know what i'm saying like the right conversation i do think that it'll be flowy and um i like this i came up with this concept of like qualifying disqualifying questions so a question that you could ask in a messaging context is like what are you really proud of lately yeah 
and your answer, like they they share their answer. Like I'm really proud of the promotion I got at work. And like, I get to be around people that I love at work and I'm leading a team now. It's super awesome. What about you? Oh my God, I had this housewarming and I bought my house. It feels super great to be here right now. Cause I wasn't always in this place. Right. And then they get to be like, oh, my God, so awesome. You know, did you have fun at your party? You know, like, like mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be, oh, well, I'm I'm going to buy my house. And I, I don't know when I'm going to da 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 you know, because yeah. you're looking for a, a human who is going to both end your success. Yeah, I agree with that. Thoughts, feelings. I think if somebody texted me so quickly well what are you really proud of at the moment I'd be like <laughs> but um I think also a lot of people would be like oh this is what I'm proud of and I think uh with the right person I would respond um genuinely and I do think there's a there's levels to this right like what are you proud of lately could be like a you're talking for a day or two and you're like feeling the good vibes and you're like, so what are you proud of? Like, what's going on? I'm trying to be more intentional about my dating life. I love to ask super deep questions. I have one. Mm -hmm. Hope it doesn't scare you off. What are you super proud of lately? You know, you yeah. can, you can say, do it. yeah, you can do it. And yeah. it could be a first date question. It could be like, you know, it doesn't yeah. have to be in messaging. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking she could have been, I don't know the context of how she was at telling him she had a housewarming party, but I, I would have been like, I own my house. Actually, he would have done the same thing probably. Like, did you do anything exciting this weekend? And that was what, his question. Yeah. Oh, of course. Of course it was. And then he was like insecure as fuck. Okay. Yeah. What about you? Have you hosted any parties lately? Uh, you could say you don't have to be like what are you proud of mm -hmm. you could be like have you hosted any parties lately then honestly you get to know what kind of friend he is well, that's true because you want somebody who hosts parties yeah or at least wants to yeah or wants to <laughs> or has that. friends close friendships that they invite i know people that over. was the thing i was th those were the green flags like he did have a lot he had friends he like hung out like he cleaned his house a lot that was nice love that yeah anyway yeah. Honestly, a lot. I wonder, Alex, if you need to like write a letter and then burn it on your stove on a okay. pot. Like I do that stuff like, a lot, yeah. like the for during moons and things. Yeah, I went to a um, what what are they called? When I was in New Orleans, Nikki, a seance, voodoo, a voodoo priest, and he gave me like some um homework and I still have I did one part of it but I haven't done the other part and it was like to write all this stuff down um about like the partner that I want and then when you're supposed to carry like the list in your well he said pocket you know because he's um a man with pockets that are up here on your chest but you know like he was he was like keep it in your purse and like when you like something like even if you're just like talking to um like a not even someone you're attracted to if it's a positive like swipe like swipe down and if it's negative like swipe it away so that you're like attracting the things that you want I think it's more so that you're like actually thinking about like the things that like you actually want mm -hmm. when you're like near someone or talking to people so you're kind of like it's manifesting in a in a way but yeah, yeah you're supposed to keep the list on you um at all times and one on so you're supposed to like do a lot like you're supposed to put one on your this is why it's a lot that's why I haven't done it yet yeah. you're supposed to put like one under your bed one in your purse like one there's like there's supposed to be like nine of them and they all have yeah. to be hold on I do have it here 
question yes they have to be in red folders they have to be in red and you're supposed to keep a red folder in your pocket or your purse no the red folder goes under your bed i had to buy a three pack because where can you buy just one single red folder so target during uh back to school Okay, well, I didn't have that opportunity, Nikki. Okay, I'm just that you could have because this happened. This happened in like May. Oh. <laughs> I haven't done it yet. <laughs> Nikki, what do you think about this approach? <laughs> I think that's psychotic. <laughs> I would never, but that's like also, you know, teach their own. Teach their own. I think I love the idea of manifestation, but a nine letters of that. And then like to consciously remember when you meet somebody um, to like swipe up or down, that's a lot. But I think what I like when writing, like what you like, we were talking to somebody and they said that you should like, think about how you want to feel with somebody. And that's more what I'm leaning towards. It's like how, like in those moments of how I want to feel with somebody, not necessarily like a check list of like things that they need to have but so i i call it essence-based preferences so like the checklist is the checklist and people usually stop at like you know age range height range whatever and then Mm -hmm. like kind funny intelligent Mm -hmm. warm whatever essence-based preferences i think is exactly what this person was talking about like what is beneath the surface of kind for you how does it Mm -hmm. feel to be in their presence what is your definition of that word how does that show up what do they do on the weekend like where do they give back like sort of painting the impressionistic painting of it and not expecting a rigid snapshot yeah yeah you know i also think that yeah go ahead oh sorry i was just gonna say that the priest definitely was like you know it needs to be more specific than just like brown hair Mm -hmm. like it needs to be like i want them to treat my kids well or you know things like that he Mm -hmm. was like it's not about like looks it's about you know. Did they give you anything else besides the nine lists around your around you constantly? Like, are there any like prayers, spells? Oh, definitely, you're supposed to soak in like an orange bath. Oh, okay. Yeah, at seven p.m. on a, a Thursday, it's a lot. Yeah. So I would like to offer in response. I'm not that sounds yeah. that sounds tiring. Yeah. Sounds like a lot of things. And I do think that focusing on how you want to feel and then as much as you can, figuring out how can I feel like that today? Mm-hmm. Like if I want to feel warm and loved and attractive and like seen and in belonging, like great. If I can acclimate to that feeling right now and like where i'm putting where i'm putting myself in my life and like where i'm going out into the world and who i'm interacting with and like i think that's manifestation Mm -hmm. like allowing yourself to acclimate to the higher level of belonging before you ever meet your person like that's why i only do like group coaching because i think that like women belonging with each other i think that's why it's so amazing that you do in-person meetups in chicago and why I'd love to co-host one with you in New York if you want to come. Oh my gosh. We love New York. Come on. It's come on my on. fault line or whatever line it is. It's on my negative fault line. Remember. Uh, okay. okay. What is this? What is this? So we you have your um your like astrological lines of like where you're best like with for love, like career and all of those things. Yes. And, yeah. 
So I got Chicago, New York, and LA. I'm actually, my person who I'm supposed to like find love with is in like Maine or Quebec. So I don't think that'll ever happen, you know, going there, but you know, work-wise I'm pretty solid. (laughs) All right. Yeah. I love this. I love this. (laughs) Yeah. And Alex doesn't do well in New York, so. Well, I lived there and it was yeah. like a negative time for me. And yeah. she, my astrologer was like, yeah, that makes sense. It's a dark place for you. Yeah. <laughs> I love oh to visit God. though. Yeah. So Wait. yes, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, let's do a meetup there. Okay, so we have self-compassion, bragging. What's the third? I am for the few, not for the many. Mm. Mindset. Okay. Okay, so this idea of the numbers game in your dating life, I hate it. I hate it. I saw your TikTok about it earlier. I hate it. And I'm so, you know, I don't know if y'all know the tinks of it all. Yeah. She did a whole podcast about my viral TikTok, which was so nice. She did? She did. Oh. Oh, Which was very nice. I think it was last week. Okay. And uh, she also, you know, t- so I was like, yay. And then she talked about the numbers game and how like that's her recommended thing. And I was like, no, no. you know, I was going <laughs> to say, I know, I know she recommends to have like a roster. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that numbers game only leads to burnout and like dissatisfaction and like leads to like lack of self-trust because you're like, go out on all the dates to be trying. But I think that the idea that you are like, Another way to put it is like, what if you believed in your dating life that the right person would make themselves apparent? That you don't have to be slogging through the mud mm-hmm. of all of the people to like, so the the last phase of that journaling guide is like, wh- what if like, let's suspend our disbelief for a second. And what if we believed that like, you're for the few, not for the many, the right person's going to make themselves apparent. How would you behave? in your dating life, in your love life? What boundaries would you set? Mm. What would you say yes to, mm. right? Kind of almost like you know that there's someone for sure for you. Is that what you mean? Or that no matter what, you are going to get into the best relationship of your life yeah, because yeah, yeah. you are settling okay. proof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's sort of what I was saying. You just said yeah. it so much nicer than me. Okay. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Yeah. I recommend people dive in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Thoughts? no, I love I love everything you're saying. So much harder to do in practice, I think, which is why someone needs y- y- guidance, obviously. Like, yeah. That's why I have a job. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Because this shit is hard and it's not natural. And I think there's no. been a lot of years of people dating the opposite of this. Well, yeah, maybe we can like go into like why we've like sort of why we're here now like how we've come come to this place where I feel like I mean personally I feel like dating what is dating I it's like so messy and it feels like it's only gotten worse and worse and worse over the years like just in a general sense like I I just don't feel like anyone's nice to each other it feels like a really desolate like scary place a lot of the times like not fun right and sometimes it is sometimes not and I blame dating apps because I feel like we're, we have too many, too many choices mm-hmm. and it makes us like always grass is greener type thing. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe I, I know I'm 
probably less like that. I'm more like, I'm going to hold on tight as I can. Um, so you don't leave <laughs> yeah. me, but you know, like for, I feel like for people I date, it feels like that's the thing. Sort of yeah. like, there's always someone better. Right. And it's not me. You know what I mean? Right. Right. So like, how, like, how do you feel like we got here? <laughs> oh my God. Both of those like over-functioning and under-functioning. Uh, I think those are terms by Brene Brown or the Nagoski sisters. I don't remember exactly, but like over-functioning, under-functioning are both trauma responses. And dating is inherently vulnerable mm-hmm. because I call it the microcosm of every hope, joy, dream, fear, insecurity, desire that we have as humans. And so this idea of like grass is greener, let me swipe more, let me choose more people like that's, I think, can be a trauma response and like a function of cognitive overload, which dating apps are inherently creating in our brains. So cognitive overload, this is like the viral TikTok of it all, like cognitive overload with dating apps is um, what they want. Like dating apps want people to stay on the platform to be swiping, to be looking for more options, to like keep messaging, keep interacting to the point of numbing out, honestly. Like if dating apps were really in the business of helping people create meaningful connections, then there would be physical limits to the number of people you could like see at it. Like that that there'd be limits to how many swipes you can do. And then they'd give you like a five minute break to like breathe. Well, there is a limit. I keep hitting it on bubble and they want me to upgrade. (laughs) So that's a different kind of limit, okay? <laughs> right? Like that's a limit to help them make more money. That's sort of like where when TikTok like is like, hey, you've been scrolling too much. <laughs> right. I, like, I feel so attacked by those. So I'm attacked. like, God. But oh, wouldn't God. it be wouldn't it be nice if an, a dating app did do that to you? Like, yeah. hey, stop. Well, you've seen fifty people today. That's too many people. But I mean, right. fifty is too many. So maybe we stop at like ten. But you know what I'm saying. Right. Well, I I think that it's also I've thought about like, what if a dating app had like a crash course on like how to get the most out of this experience, depending on what you want? Mm-hmm. Like, what if there were different tracks of like, I'm looking for a hookup or I'm looking for a relationship. And based on that track, you're given like a crash course on how to create a meaningful connection, best practices. There were behavior practices that were and were not OK. Right. There are so many ways that these apps could be fostering meaningful connection that are just not in their best interest of their bottom line. And that's like they're they get to be a business. I just think that we as human beings, people who are using dating apps in general, like need to be walking in with eyes so wide open to like what your brain needs, what a dating app was designed to do and how to play by your own rules. Yeah. And like be more intentional I feel like intentional and kind to yourself yeah I feel like for me and Nikki and I were both doing this I feel like trying to be more intentional we met with a different dating coach and one of her recommendations and I think was great was like obviously you're swiping on people who are saying casual relationships like stop doing that right like yeah you're both looking for relationships so like swipe on the people that say relationships now my thing is like I did that for a while and then I feel like I got screwed anyway because like clearly they weren't looking for relationships so it's like I feel like okay I put this boundary up but it didn't help so Mm. like you know how how do I be more intended like you think you're being more intentional sure but maybe I wasn't I don't know well I think that Alex it's like a both and right like don't beat yourself up for like trying something and it not being the answer right Mm -hmm. I think that a dating app is I 
look like I help people create like a joyful as fuck dating profile that is so them and so bold and so like truly an embodiment of what they're looking for and who they are. And that dating profile is not foolproof. It's like nobody, you, you have to have, um, I think a qualifying disqualifying strategy to go into a messaging situation with, to know like, okay, I'm looking to gather this information, these three things like that meet my essence-based preferences. So like I have a document of hundreds of qualifying disqualifying questions organized by preference and like essence-based preference. So like personality trait value. And so people can come into a messaging convo and like use those questions, see how people respond and then qualify, disqualify from there. And one of those questions later on in the conversation gets to be like, what are you hoping to find on this dating app? Yeah, I, I hate when guys ask us that though. You hate <laughs> Tell me more why. Because they're Tell asking that because that means they just want to hook up. That's what it means. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that that's pro very validated in your experience. And I've had clients who ask that. And then the guy says, I want a relationship. And then they end up in a relationship. I well, just think there it's is. When, yeah. It's when women ask men that they find that out. But if a guy asked you from the start, they're like, well, what are you looking for on here? Like, what are and you looking for? When yes. you answer, how do they respond? They say, well, I'm just looking for something casual, even though. And then how do you feel, Nikki? I, I unmatch. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do think that there is going to be, like, if your brain believes that you're undateable, which yeah. I, I don't want you to feel like it, your brain is serving you a thought to keep you safe mm -hmm. from future rejection. So like self-compassion. Mm-hmm both and then noticing like your brain operates with um, confirmation bias. So if you believe something, then your brain is gonna constantly look for evidence to support that belief. Mm. And that's normal, right? Yeah. It's also why it's important to try on, try on the practice of looking for evidence that what you want does exist while like validating your body and brain's reaction to like the rejection and the fear and the the trauma both and saying okay i'm going to try to look for a little bitty piece of evidence today that what i want exists and say thank you more please to that you know okay. how does that feel yeah i like that it's digestible mm -hmm. yeah. yeah itty bitty evidence your brain freaks out when it tries when you're like it's like your brain isn't like an old computer where you like eject a floppy disk of a thought like i don't want to think that anymore so like let me eject it and like put a new in a new thought your brain's going to be like no 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 wait this established neural pathway is where we're at we like it it's safe and warm here yeah. i like to be right don't make me wrong for, for sorry i have to you just used a floppy disk reference so i there's do you know how many people are going to be like what the fuck is <laughs> they can go straight to hell no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know why I, like, it always is a floppy some. disk to me I, what like, yeah. i still have some for like because i like my old computer like died at one point i had like a stand-up you know like yeah, yeah of yeah, course yeah. You put the, yeah 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 and i still have some i don't know what i mean maybe someday someone will see it, find them and read whatever's on them well you know wow. the 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 audio tape came back so like maybe the floppy True. disk will doubtful i feel like it's just gonna be implants in our heads at yeah. some point but yeah, yeah. <laughs> remember that tiny little music thing oh, that yes. used to hold like half of a britney spears track and we were like i have portable music and you got yes. it from mcdonald's and the happy meal yes i do oh, i would buy mine at like sam goody and, yeah yeah it would be like 
just bye 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 the chorus mm-hmm. and it'd be like my 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 and I'd be like guys we gotta listen to it over and over again <laughs> I remember having my visiting New York in middle school and having my like CD player and earphones like air with the foam and we didn't have any speakers so me and my roommates in this like weird school trip like put on Maroon 5's She Will Be Loved on the CD player with the foam the foam air like not airpods but like earphones were the speaker but it was like so tiny and muffled and we were like this is the best Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. oh memories what a time what a time in my life i think it's wild to have grown up in this like whole like looking back at you couldn't tell us what we would have in the future it's insane we were also told we were gonna have way more in the future and they kind of uh they kind of uh fucked up with that but it's okay you mean like floating cars yeah yeah the jetsons lied the jetsons lied back and back to the future yeah like you know yeah it's fine now we have dating apps I do. I, I And here we're back. I do think that it's important that like a dating app is one tool. It is not the toolkit. Okay. okay. Well, how, where, where do you, where do you date the size a dating app? Because in my, my life, I've only had app dating. Yeah, that's, that's okay. It. That's okay. So I want to impart to you that your dating life, your I call it like your love life mm-hmm. is so much more than a physical date that you go on. Your love life, like your dating life with a swiping situation, swiping strategy is like one sliver. And the way that you live your life and experience joy and ask for what you want out in the world, the way that you say what you want out in the world, the way that you help your friends help you in your dating life and your love life, like the way that you introduce yourself to a cute stranger, the way that you flirt with a barista at the coffee shop just because like all of that is a part of your love life because your love life is a complex expression of like you and your desire. So our life is our love life. The way that we live our life, I believe, is our love life. And that can attract incredible people in person. Interesting. Which is not as fun, like, immediate, because a dating app is, like, immediate. A dating app is, like, I have evidence that there are people who want to go on a date because they exist on my phone and look at their face. If you're feeling a little bad about needing a confidence boost it's a swiping and an in-person dating life is a lot more like nebulous and like when will it happen will it happen is this gonna so that's why i encourage people like joy building needs to be a part of everybody's dating strategy because the way that you build joy in your life and the way that you invite in more joy and like invite in more connection and belonging with people like is a dating strategy too okay i feel like our lives are very joyous but i will say that like I think when I'm out and about, I'm like so focused on the people I'm with and I don't even like look into the radius. So maybe that's something that I can truly like, I can work on. I think next time you and Alex go out on the town, I would encourage you to like, look around for thank you more, please evidence. Mm -hmm. Like look around the bar, like look around the place and be like, okay, we're co-conspirators helping each other get to where we want to go. We're both like making the plan. Mm -hmm. 
and we're looking around. And if you see a cute person, like I dare you to, if it feels like safe, right? Mm -hmm. Obviously as a, as a, as a mid-sized woman, I am afraid. I have been afraid of people like being super fucking mean when I flirt with them. Mm -hmm. And so that's a thing, a concern. Um, so when you feel like sexy and safe and like held and okay, go up to somebody and be like, oh my God, give a genuine compliment. Hello. How are you doing tonight? Just be like weird and fun and cute yourselves. Uh-huh. And uh if they want a conversation, they'll keep it going. And if they aren't interested, they won't keep the conversation going. Yeah. Like, yeah. and then you'll be able to drink and talk about it and like celebrate yourself for being bold as fuck. Yes. Yeah. And sometimes that's going to lead to like a sexy hookup or like sometimes it's going to lead to like a fun date or sometimes that's going to lead to a new friend. And then that new friend introduces you to somebody in their social circle. Then that leads to, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I definitely that's- like feel like, I have lost like the mojo after the pandemic, you know, like of meeting people in person. Like those, I think that's really normal. Yeah. Like, I think that's like, I don't know. I haven't met someone in person like since my ex probably. Last person I met in person, I, I went to his apartment and I left at 4am. So, and I never heard, talk to him again. I was like, you, you didn't want to though. No, I didn't want to. No, no. But like, so I've only met hookups really in person besides like one or two people, but like, yeah. Hookups are like, yeah. Yeah. I I do think it's possible. I, uh, 12% of couples, I just saw this on Pew, uh, Pew research, 2020 data says 12% of couples met online. Oh, and so that means that what 88% of couples meet IRL? Yeah. That's a lot. That's a high percentage. It exists. And I think that this you like look, feel your feelings as long as you need to of like I need to sort of be with myself and internally process both and when you're ready like give me a shout I'm going to pump you the fuck up to go be bold in person. Okay. She'll put you on speed dial. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if we wanted to like detox from an app, maybe like yeah, to like to help us focus on joy in the outer world. Do you have like suggestions yeah. of how to do that? Do we just delete yes. everything? Like- I want you to. T- I want like if you haven't already, you and people listening. I think that a dating app sabbatical or like cleanse is really good for your nervous system. So like when somebody becomes my client, I have them delete a dating app for two months. Mm. Oh, wow. And so it's like then watching your brain and being like lovingly mindful about your thoughts about that. A lot of people have thoughts like, but what if I'm not searching and my person passes me by? Oh, interesting. There's the thought that we get to work on now, right? Uh-huh. That like there's this scarcity of time and that you're running out of it. And that, that doesn't lead to you being in your most powerful agency, rich self, self-trusting self. So pausing dating apps to allow your nervous system to reset is really important while also looking like journaling about your essence-based preferences, how you want to feel in the presence of your partner, future partner, um, while like bringing in your friends. Like I, um, I have this guide that I can send y'all. I don't really know. It's old, but it's still really good called a guide to setting you up. And it's a literal like PDF that people can fill out and then bring to a friend date and give it to their friend of like, here's a guide to setting me up. 
Mm. Here's what I need help with. (laughs) That's interesting. But I feel like, I I mean, Alex has had different situations. I've never been set up by a friend ever. Um, And I know like, that's like a very like real thing for a lot of fat people, I think. Yeah. So sounds tender, but Alex has been set up on a blind date, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And you so but one date or like multiple um like I've done like people have been like friend dates you know sort of like he'll be there and mm-hmm. you know kind of like see okay um but yeah just one like full on blind date I didn't even know what he looked like I feel like it's yeah. so hard like asking your friends now because they're like well I, I if I knew somebody I'd set you up so that's when you send them episode 89 of the Date Brazen podcast, in which I have a moment where I literally am like, this is for the coupled people. Stop telling your single friends that you don't know anybody. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. Because we live in an interconnected world. You make connections all the time. You can be on the lookout for me, right? So like this idea of what if what if this person existed and all we had to do was just like sort of ask around and get outside of all of our comfort zones because your friends are in their like warm cozy comfort zone too one of my friends so that's an idea to pitch she like she didn't do like the whole like here's my resume but she did like basically force friends to like set her up with people and that's how she how did it go for her oh yeah um so the the PDF guide is less of a resume, more of a like, what questions do I want you to ask them? Mm. What am I looking to feel? Mm-hmm. What are my deal breakers, right? So like, I love the question, what's bringing you the most joy lately? Cause it, I like it as an opener because if somebody's like, I don't know, IDK, like nothing, you're like, okay, bye. Yeah. Or if somebody's like, that's an intense question. And uh, like, I don't know my puppy, I get, or like my, my, like I went to this amazing music festival. You're like, okay, cool. That's a jumping off point. Mm-hmm. Right. Alex, that's your new opener. I feel yeah. like you're going to take a two month detox. I feel like this is her giving you permission to get off the apps for two months. Probably. Yeah. 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 I don't like them. Okay. Then get off. Yeah. Get off. Um, I know yourself. like we talked a lot about woo woo, but my, <laughs> my, um, what is, what is her, what does she do? You have your astrologer and then your, um, your medium. My medium told me that I already met him. So maybe you do need to do the PDF thing of your friends and like put it all out there. Yeah. I mean, she was very like specific, like that. It's, that does not mean that I know who he is. Yeah. Meaning like he could have passed me on the street. So, oh, she's like, you've already met him before. (laughs) That doesn't mean that you know him personally <laughs> oh she's like don't fixate on that okay thanks uh, okay <laughs> okay well our um, our astrologer said i would meet them through connections and not on the apps so <gasps> beautiful she did say that beautiful it, it makes sense you work in hospitality it makes sense i don't talk to any of our patrons <laughs> Maybe it's not a patron. Maybe it's a vendor. Maybe it's, I don't know. Yes. Someone you work with. Maybe. I I think that that's sort of the difficult thing for our like brains to wrap our heads around, at least for me, that like I'm open to creative solutions. Mm -hmm. 
like I won't we won't know how you're going to meet somebody like truly like I love your medium I love your astrologer yeah I don't know I don't know that they know for sure they're going off of their gut you know uh -huh. what I'm saying no I know we yeah. don't their either. expertise yeah but you take everything but with I think any any dating coach or matchmaker or dating professional or anybody who says like I know how you're going to meet your person like I, I just think that if you're open to creative solutions like that's all you need because mm -hmm. you're not going to be able to plan it because if yeah. you were able to plan it then you would have planned it already or paid somebody a shit ton of money to actually if somebody could actually do that mm -hmm. we would know about it do you know what i'm saying right. so yeah i mean what like nikki why do you feel like you can't meet someone in person just because you haven't yeah i think because i haven't yeah like so i feel mean like, i feel like that's like a barrier for you a little bit what meeting somebody in person no just like you think you can't yeah I mean I've only dated one guy that I met the day after I got fired from a job here in Chicago like my first job that I moved here for and then then since then like I've had one or two hookups but that's about it that's also not true because like technically the guy you dated it was like through the tv show so oh, okay yeah, yeah I dated a guy I dated two guys through a tv show I didn't yeah okay you're right I guess I do meet people not on apps i meet them on reality tv shows it's a way to meet people <laughs> yeah so can i point out something nikki is that okay like obviously if anything I'm negative, doesn't i'm negative and i hope i have a comeback to everything you suggest that you're a bitch and i hate you yeah. and I, <laughs> No no, 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 like I just want to point out that I'm like I'm hearing your brain do something very brain like, which is that our brains don't want to be wrong. Yeah, and I sure because don't want to be wrong. evidence because the brain was built to literally fear rejection like we fear death because we lived in caves and rejection meant being put out of the cave and like literally dying of exposure. Mm -hmm. so our brains hate being wrong because being wrong kind of means like rejection and death mm -hmm. and so it's really uncomfortable to build a new neural pathway like what alex is suggesting of like it it, it has happened before it is possible like your brain might be rejecting that to keep you safe and that's why it's important to build like a practice of self-compassion and emotional safety in your own body mm -hmm. So that you can start to open up a little bit, little bit, baby step by baby step to a new neural pathway that like, what if it might not be impossible that this has happened before it could happen again. It might not be impossible. Right. Yeah. Give yourself what? little baby steps. It might not be impossible. <laughs> that hurt to say. <laughs> yeah. Her face was pained. <laughs> Oh, wait, so I have this idea now, even though I talk shit about Alex doing it. So I'm talking to one guy on an app. Maybe I give him my number and I say, and I tell him I'm taking a dating app detox and Alex, we delete the apps tonight. I'm fine with that. <laughs> oh for man, twist my arm. <laughs> it's hard. It's going to be way harder for me than it is for her. For I dare two, you. Two months. That's that is a timeline. It doesn't have to be your timeline. It could be yeah. six months. It could be two weeks. Like it, it just, what feels good to you? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. What feels good to you, Nikki? Not doing it because it really scares me for, for, for our business. For okay. Business. So what, what scares you about it? What scares you about we'll, it? We'll be fine. We'll, we'll be fine. I think about it like as like a, um, well, we constantly have to be on there because like, we have to like, you know, potentially I, yeah i've taken I, breaks though there's things to talk about 
but no, there's, there are, there's so many things to talk about, but in my head, yeah. I think about it for that. I, you know, that, you know, I have to be available in all avenues, but clearly we've learned I'm only available on apps and not in real life because I thought it was impossible to meet somebody in the, in the wild. Yeah. But this really I, was therapy. <laughs> It oh was my a God. coaching session. It was a coaching session because she is a coach, <laughs> not a therapist, guys. I do not have a license. A, yeah. a license to do therapy, no, therapize. However, <laughs> I do have seven years of experience of doing this with a lot of, yeah, two of those as a top matchmaker and then five of those as a coach. So, do so. You suggest matchmaking? I do not. Mm. that is my hot take for your listening audience i don't say that all the time uh-huh. i wouldn't say that on tiktok yeah um unless you put this as your clip on tiktok <laughs> no. um no but i think that matchmaking can be a great fun thing for people who feel aligned with it and i'm all for people making decisions based on what they feel and like want i'm not going to tell you that it's a bad decision if you feel like you want it and i again want people to come in with like eyes open of like mm-hmm. what do you mean what do you mean by your success rate what does success mean you know like because the matchmaking firm that i worked for defined success as did they go on a second date mm. but people didn't know that they defined success as such okay yeah and so I was a top matchmaker because a lot of my people wanted to go on a second date. I was really good at like being emotionally intelligent and like getting beneath the surface. But for myself, I can say for myself, I wanted a deeper than a first date solution. And so that's yeah. why I built Date Brazen is because I wanted to settle proof my love life and feel like I wasn't too much and that I could have what I wanted. And so that was the solution that I started building while I was matchmaking. Um, and then I started coaching my matchmaking clients with this like, framework that I built and they started to find better dates for themselves than I or anybody else could find for them. So the concept of like becoming your own expert matchmakers sort of arose, um, which I think I want women to feel full of agency and like full of like, I'm in, I'm in the driver's seat and like nobody else is the gatekeeper to me getting what I want. And I think that's the danger of a matchmaking service or anybody that says like, I'm the answer to you finding what you want. Cause like, ultimately you're the answer. Mm. Mm. We're the answer. That makes me so uncomfortable. (laughs) We're the answer though. (laughs) You were to creating this podcast and you like creating shit that didn't exist before, you know, Mm -hmm. like you have done things that felt impossible before. You know, you're right. That's my favorite thing to do. So I should tackle it with my love life. Yeah, Beautiful. I think it's it's the hardest thing. And I, I've definitely talked about this on the podcast before, but um, that I feel like secure in like every other single aspect of my life, but this one aspect, like, and then I made a podcast about it. So that was yeah. like a really good life choice. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I want to validate that like it's it's normal to desire or need help. It's it's abnormal to be perfect and like fully complete and fully arrived in every area of your life. You're oh, fully yeah. like awesome. I mean, and whole. also, do I feel fully? You know, like that's you can't say like 100% confident in everything else you do, right? No, but right. I know that it's like very low confidence on dating. Yeah, because you know. 
that's again that's that's why thing. i get to that's why i get to like do what i do because like I know. this is this is a skill set <gasps> look oh, at you doing nikki's it. doing it in real time Delete it. Uh, yeah, you have to type delete. Did, I don't know if you, you have to type delete to delete it. It's deleted. <gasps> Congrats. Celebrate <laughs> yourself. I feel sick. <laughs> do you feel like, okay, this is just me asking, but do you feel like the reason that you feel like sick, like with it not having it is because it's like validation? Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah, 100%. Um, I think it might be an addiction, mm. like not a real, like not a, like, but it's always there. You know what I mean? Like if it's you like, feel bad about yourself, you can. Yeah. Or if I'm like bored in my Uber, um, you know, I can swipe. Yeah. Hinge uh, <gasps> deleted. Design. You just did what they designed yeah. it to do. I know. Hold I on. Know. That ad did really get me. It got everybody. Yeah. I thought it was funny. It got everybody. It, it was cute and funny in that little fuzzy H thing. Mm -hmm. yeah. But like, that was a really good marketing team. It right? A great marketing team. Yeah. I think, the, honestly, one of the best campaigns of a dating app that I've known. 100%. Tender. Oh my God, delete. Delete. Congrats, wanna... Nikki. Yay. You're being what? courageous. How do I, I need a break. Delete my account delete it don't it really wants you not to delete it oh yeah of course they don't want you to delete okay. yeah all three are deleted <gasps> congrats i love that i am open to creative solutions i am the open to creative solutions i'm open to having a joyous love life amazing that's yeah. i feel like that's progress nikki from the beginning of of our call to now this I'm and I'm deleting the apps off my phone right now too, just so they're gone. Amazing. They're gone. Yeah. What a big deal. Alex, how do you feel watching this unfold? Yeah, I'm like, I'm flabbergasted. You know, I just realized that I sent the guy my number and I didn't give him time to see it, and I deleted the app. Well, no, so it ex no, he didn't get the message because it says I deleted. Do you want to in the same? That's fine. In the, it's fine. I think that you'll meet him again if it was meant to be. Yeah, it's fine. Well, if it makes you that anxious, just go back in. I can. I deleted my app. I didn't like. I completely deleted it. I'll start from all over. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know what? Maybe it's okay. We'll, it's maybe okay. We'll see him at a bar someday. Yeah, maybe. It's fine. We're good. That's a really interesting thing that just happened, Nikki. That's really interesting that that just happened. And like, now your brain is like dealing with that. This is yeah. a moment for like a lot of loving witnessing of your brain. Yeah. Like noticing Nick. the thoughts that she's having and the feelings that are coming up. Okay. He, he's fine. He was, he was getting his, his master's in music. We don't, we don't need that. <sighs> he was cute. <laughs> we're good you just blessed and released we're good it's like taking a really intense poop if he i mean if we knew where he lives and stuff i'm sure we could find him 
<laughs> we weren't there yet. Okay, well then definitely not meant to be. Uh, yeah, it's fun. Yeah. We're good. I've only only talked to him for 12 hours. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know how many things we have coming up where there's an opportunity to meet people? So many. So many. Yeah. We yeah. do. <laughs> Look at that shaking of the shit. You just have to open your heart chakra. <laughs> my heart chakra. Oh my God. I hate <laughs> that. I just cried. Fuck <laughs> Well, <laughs> thank you for doing that. <laughs> or getting me to delete it. Thank you for getting me to delete my apps and teaching us about a detox. I hope... I feel detoxified soon. I think that I would recommend you go to self-compassion.org and do a meditation of five minutes. She has free meditations on this, Chris, okay. Dr. Kristen Neff's website. It's totally free. There's a five-minute one. There's a 20-minute one. I do the five-minute one like on walks often when I'm in a shame spiral, when mm. I'm like feeling shitty. Like I do a self-compassion meditation to move that shit through my body. Okay. That's what I recommend. Okay. So like this, this time that you used to spend on dating apps, like you get to fill it with things that actually fill your cup now. Mm. So, so that will take intention and like attention to yourself. And Alex, I think that your job is to like text her and be like, what are you doing for yourself right now? Instead of swiping, like, what are you doing? You know, mm -hmm. not Why to boss you. I deleted your apps yet. Oh, okay. You want me to do it? Yeah. Okay. No worries. Can't handle. <laughs> do not care. <laughs> How do I? Okay. Delete. No, no, that is not deleting. That's deleting the app. You have to delete your profile. I can guarantee I'm not going to go into it. Okay. Well, your profile will be there when you decide to go back. I deleted my actual profile. Because I thought that's what I was supposed okay, to Okay, I have to manage my... I didn't realize I had upgraded. What the hell? I didn't even well, know I was paying... I was paying for this. <laughs> We're going to save money. That's great, actually. This is confirm. Okay, canceled. Well, this is a very different podcast than what I expected. <laughs> what did you expect and what I have we arrived to? I, I don't <laughs> know. But it's, so, it, it's, it's great whatever just happened. <laughs> Okay, bye apps. Bye apps, thank you. Okay, well. Good job, y'all. We did it. So if you guys want to go on a, on, on a detox with us, you can. I know I've not preached detoxes, but Lily says it's a good idea. So we're going to try it out. Well, just think about, you know, when you're like at a concert and it's so loud. I know you, Alex, you like live music or Nikki, you like, yeah. And uh, you're like, it's so loud. And you're like, this is amazing. It's so amazing. And then you're after a long while, maybe it's like a festival or something. You're like, my body needs like a break in like a quiet room because my body feels weird. Do you know mm -hmm. that feeling? And then because your nervous system literally is having trouble ingesting and processing all of that input. Mm -hmm. And so this is to like allow your nervous system to reset. Okay. Now, when we do go back on apps, are there like, do you have like a suggestion of like, we only swipe on a certain amount of people a day or something like that? I say like 20 minutes a day maximum. Okay. In an intentional pocket of time when you feel warm and cozy and awake, like Harry Potter's on, you've got your like dog in your lap or whatever. Um, so not on the train. 
I would say not on the train. You know, unintentional effort leads to un unintentional effort leads to unintentional results. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so no notifications at all. Okay. Only I don't use have those one. Ones. Only use one dating app. At a time, not three like I had on my not phone. Not three, you know, whatever feels best for your brain. Everybody's brain is a little bit different. Mm -hmm. I would say choose the lesser of the evils because I don't like any of them really, but they are a tool. Mm -hmm. And then notifications, one dating app, 20 minutes a day, really um, like an ask a, an intentional opening question, you know, like what's bringing you the most joy lately? My opener lately, I didn't even tell you, Alex, it was what's your best physical um, trait and what's your worst personality trait? Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. deep. Mm -hmm. It's intense. Yeah, it's deep. Love it. Mine, mine was um, the question. I think we talked about it last week. Uh, if you could be the CEO of any company, what would oh, you yes. be? Yes, 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 yes. And that was interesting because it did bring up the fact that one guy I was talking to um, was moving. Um because oh. he got the dream job and I was like okay when I was gonna when was I gonna find that out <laughs> yeah oh so, there you go yeah exactly okay so we Bye. have our tools we have our tools now if we're gonna use the apps and if we're not using yeah. the apps we're creating a more joyous experience around us we're having self-compassion yeah we're going to brag yeah and, and then invite other people to brag. And I invite other people to brag. And it's, I'm going to say this wrong, but it's like not, there's less than many. Like we're for a few, you're not for the, everyone. Yeah. You're for the few, not for like, you know, it only takes one person. And mm -hmm. I also think this idea of like, thank you more, please looking around at the bar or the restaurant being like, what can I thank you more please in here? Is there mm -hmm. a cute person, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's what we're gonna do. I don't know if you're into this and totally don't have to do it. I love opening gatherings with like, what is a brag? What do you wanna, what do you desire to brag about? Like, what are you proud of lately? And maybe your Sunday gathering, you can like invite women to brag, brag. on themselves. Maybe we start I think that's that. a good idea. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I like that. I, I like think too, because like, I think fat women too are like really told to like be wallflowers, you know, like yes. we're, we're not told to stand out or to, we're told to fit in as much as we yes. can. So yeah. don't like bring attention to yourself. Don't wear bright colors. Don't like wear things that are flattering. It's sort of like how, yeah. So yeah, yeah. you okay. get to brag, you get to take up space. Yeah. We have so much, we have so much homework to do. I know. So, <laughs> well, I feel like that was cognitively overloading all of the homework. So just choose one thing. Yeah, just one okay. thing. You already deleted the apps. Yeah. Just choose that's, one thing. That's all you did for tonight. Yeah. Yeah. No more. Because oh. I don't want this to be a red envelope situation. Do you know what I'm saying? I know. It's so overwhelming. <laughs> I'll do it though. It's going to happen. Know. I don't know and what it, a red envelope situation is, but it's okay. I'll Google it later. No, my priest, the, my voodoo priest. Oh, your voodoo priest, that envelope situation. Yes. Yes. Mm. Yeah. No, that's too much. I'm still going to do it. Okay. So, I mean, I paid him. So like, we got to, <laughs> we got to do it. I have all of the, the tools. So okay. it just has to happen. Well, if you need help with that orange bath, let me know. I'm not doing the orange bath. Okay. No thanks. <laughs> oh. Okay. So enough about me. More about Lily. Do you want to tell everyone where they can find you? So uh, if they want to follow you, 
100,000%. So date brazen, D-A-T-E-B-R-A-Z-E-N on TikTok and Instagram. Datebrazen.com is where you can get that uh, make dating feel like self-care journaling guide for free. And you can be on my email list. Um, I will have like virtual workshops coming up um, that are paid and all of the proceeds go to uh, abortion funds um okay. that will be on my tiktok and instagram and everywhere when i have those so we can all come together and learn a bunch of uh shit for our love lives um that will change your life so thank you so much for having me on i'm so yeah. grateful thanks so much for, for joining us so glad to be here i know this is great at the end of every episode we say bye together do you want to do that with us yeah Okay. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Follow along with us on Instagram and TikTok at Swipe Bat. And if you're not a part of our private Facebook group, join that too. Just search Swipe Bat Podcast. And if you love us, make sure you subscribe and leave us a review.